Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about that time a bunch of birds became milk bottle thieves and whether you should put one or two spaces after a period. You'll also learn about how clocks and light bulbs changed human health with award-winning author and materials scientist Anissa Ramirez. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Birds are fantastic learners. With some species, information can spread virally from one bird to another like a meme on Twitter. I mean, there's a reason they call them tweets, right? One such bird meme spread like wildfire through Europe a hundred years ago, and it taught us a ton about how birds learn. I'm talking about the case of the missing milk bottles. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yes, in 1921, a case of milk bottle vandalism swept through the village of Swaithling in England. This was back when people would have milk delivered to their homes. People would receive the milk bottles only to find that the foil caps on top had been pierced and the cream from the milk had been stolen. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) The culprit? Birds. Specifically, birds known as great tits. Yep, that's actually the name of an actual bird. These birds had learned to steal cream from milk bottles. But the most amazing part was that within a few years, great tits all over Europe had copied this behavior. We didn't always know how smart these birds are. The phrase bird-brained had to come from somewhere, right? But recent experiments have shown that great tits learn from each other very easily. One of the best demonstrations of their talents came from an experiment by researchers in 2015. They captured great tits from eight distinct populations in an English forest and trained them to open puzzle boxes with mealworms inside. The puzzle boxes could be solved in two distinct but equivalent ways. Half of the birds were trained to solve the puzzle by sliding the door to the right, and the other half were trained to slide the door to the left. Before releasing the trained birds into their home populations, they stocked the woods with these puzzle boxes. In the end, populations containing trained birds learned how to open the puzzle boxes within a few days, while control populations took a lot longer. The most interesting thing is that the birds adopted the method they were taught, so there were whole populations that slid the door to the left and other populations that slid the door to the right. Clearly, these trained birds were showing their untrained friends how to open the boxes. Phenomena like this are interesting because they show that birds are capable of social transmission. That's a feat of the mind that's considered to be a characteristic of intelligent mammals like chimps or dolphins. Birds are descended from reptiles, so they had to evolve intelligence totally independently of mammals. Because of that, studying bird intelligence gives us a way to look at the evolution of intelligence overall, not just the mammalian way of thinking. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Maybe bird-brained isn't such an insult after all. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! All right, my fellow grammar nerds, let's settle the most epic debate of the 21st century. Should you put one or two spaces after a period? It's the eternal question, one that dates back to before the advent of the typewriter. Luckily for us, science has stepped into the debate. Or unluckily. Let's find out. So, officially, the most common rule is to put one space after a period. Official rules for writing are contained in style guides, and there are more than a dozen style guides in the U.S. alone. 
There's the AP style book, the Elements of Style, the Chicago Manual of Style, and the MLA Handbook, and many others. But all the ones I just mentioned either recommend or require one space after a period. Pretty cut and dried win for the single spacers of the world, right? Well, according to psychology researchers from Skidmore College, the answer is not that simple. When they looked for scientific research that argued for one space or two, and they came up empty, they performed their own study to get to the bottom of the question. So they had 60 students perform a typing task to see how they used spacing. And then they used eye tracking software to measure how spacing affected the students' reading performance. The eye tracking software recorded where the students looked while they read the paragraphs written in various single-spaced and double-spaced styles. And the results? Putting two spaces after a period made reading faster. Period. Unfortunately, it didn't put an end to this argument. For one, the study used the font Courier New, which is a monospace font mostly used in programming. These days, you don't see it very much on stuff designed for reading. But the researchers say this font is pretty standard for eye-tracking studies. But for another thing, the difference in reading speed was underwhelming. We're talking between 1 and 3%, or about 9 words per minute. The rebuttal there was that the major reason to use two spaces was to make the reading process smoother, not faster. Still, though, if double spacing can save even a small amount of time, that could add up to a big benefit. Either way, though, it looks like science has ensured that this debate will rage for another period of human history. Or two. Last week, Anissa Ramirez told us how copper changed the way we speak. And this week, she's back to explain the surprising ways the clock and the light bulb changed our sleep, our health, and our height. Anissa Ramirez is an award-winning scientist and science communicator and author of the book, The Alchemy of Us, How Humans and Matter Transformed One Another. Here's Anissa. Clocks. We, we don't think much about clocks, but it ends up that before the Industrial Revolution, our ancestors used to sleep differently. They would go to bed around nine o'clock and they would sleep for about three and a half hours and then they would wake up on purpose and do things around the house for about an hour, like they would read or sew go visit their neighbors because their neighbors are up too. And then after that hour, they would go back to sleep for another three and a half hours. Those two segments of sleep were called first and second sleep, and everyone slept that way. You can actually look at old books and type in first sleep or second sleep, and th those words will pop up. That's what they're talking about. So what changed? Well, when we had tools such as the light bulb and the clock, that shifted the way we sleep. The light bulb allowed us to go to bed later. So one of those segments of sleep became shorter. And the clock, well, we had to get up earlier to get to the factory, so that second segment of sleep became shorter. Soon it didn't make sense to sleep for two short segments, so they became consolidated, and that's kind of how we sleep today. So the clock, along with the light bulb, changed how we sleep. And I, I say this because if you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like, hey, there's something wrong with me, Actually, probably not. You're probably just sleeping in the old, ancient way of sleeping. So you shouldn't freak out about it. What you should do is just keep the lights very, very dim, and in about an hour or so, you'll probably go back to sleep. But the light bulb, this very, very simple thing that's over my head right now that most people would think is kind of boring, actually has shaped our health. 
it ends up that our bodies have two modes. We have a daytime mode, nighttime mode. In our daytime mode, we're in our growing mode. In our nighttime mode, we're sort of in our rest repair mode. Well, our artificial lights put us in daytime mode or growth mode all the time. And one scientist told me something that just knocked my socks off. He said that we are actually slightly taller than our ancestors. And there are many contributing factors to that, of course. Better nutrition, cleaner water, better mitigation of diseases. But another factor is the lights. We're in growth mode more because of the artificial lights, and so we grow. So that's not necessarily negative, but we are definitely being impacted by something that we don't even think about. And so that's one of the things that I talk about in The Alchemy of Us. Wow. That's incredible. We're like plants. Yeah. (laughs) Again, that was Anissa Ramirez, an award-winning scientist and science communicator and author of the book, The Alchemy of Us, How Humans and Matter Transformed One Another. You can find a link to pick it up in today's show notes. Anissa will be back next week to tell us the strange ways a lack of diversity can make technology miss the mark. Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today, starting with the fact that in 1921, birds stole cream from milk bottles all over Europe, which they learned to do from each other. And that's just one of many events from history that have taught us that some birds are capable of social transmission. And that is something we usually think of as a trait for intelligent mammals like chimps or dolphins. Turns out we can learn a lot about the evolution of intelligence from studying these little things. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Intelligence is not one size fits all. Like birds can't use social media, but like that doesn't help them. So (laughs) I'm glad that they can't. And instead they can do things like hide nuts all over a forest and remember where all of them are. You know, everybody has their strengths. Right. And like I could use social media, but I probably wouldn't be very good at hiding nuts in my yard. Exactly. Or I mean, at least I wouldn't be able to find them later. I could probably figure out how to hide nuts. Not really that hard. <laughs> but hiding nuts from birds. Mm, there's a challenge. Aha. There you go. Here's a challenge. Getting squirrels to not dig up my tulip bulbs. That's a challenge right there. You are so suburban. <laughs> <laughs> And we learned that you're officially supposed to put one space after a period. For the record, I am a one-spacer advocate. Some research suggests that the reading process may be slightly smoother with two spaces, but the study that looked into that came with a few caveats. Yeah, little known fact, I'm actually kind of a punctuation stickler, even in the scripts for Curiosity Daily. Like, I'll make sure that all the M dashes are correct and like... We follow the AP style book, and so I will lowercase things like solar system and sun. It, it's just for me. It's really just for me, but it makes me feel better. You know what? You do you. That's fine. Just don't ever correct anything I write. <laughs> that's, that's literally your job. <laughs> oh, that, that ship has sailed. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. Well, there we go. We also learned that clocks and light bulbs literally changed the way humans sleep. Light bulbs helped us stay awake later, and clocks woke us up earlier to go to work. Before that, humans had a first and second sleep. And bonus fact, artificial lights have helped make us slightly taller than our ancestors, because lights put our bodies in a daytime growth mode for longer periods of time than ancient humans. That was the most bizarre part of that whole interview. Like, what? I'm a plant? What? Get myself a heating lamp? I don't know. Well, I know that I, for one, have certainly benefited from the growth stuff. 
You are a tall person. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 195 centimeters. And and what's that in, in American numbers? That's for me to know and you to Google. <laughs> Today's stories were written by Cameron Duke and Cody Goff. That's me. And edited by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Get some sleep. All you have to do is turn out the lights. Turn out the lights. Then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.